I just, man, first off, if, if, if we can, unless anybody's not okay with having faith in here, what's up, Mercedes? Um, I just want to take a moment, take a deep breath, say thank you, thank you for today, thank you for this moment, thank you for this collection of energy, of everybody in this Zoom, in this room, thank you for everybody sharing their heart space, their mind space, their love, their truth, their passion, may everybody continue to walk in the line with excellence, with abundance, with good vibes, with positivity, and with calling to our purpose. Thank you for being here, thank you for accepting me the way that you have, and let's go, baby, amen. Okay, what about uh, VKJ TV? Right here. How we doing? How we doing? What up, my man? How's it going? What's going on, my brother? How are you? How are you? Thank you again for this opportunity to be with you today, discuss everything with you today. My first question to you, sir, yes, is sir. who is Anthony Bless? Man, that question comes with a lot of clarity at this moment because I'm lucky enough to have my mom in the building she uh flew in from miami and i have her in town with me for a week and she's a huge part of of who i am um who's anthony bless i'm a kid that was born in new york city i lived there till 15. i moved to miami um kid that was raised and taught right from wrong taught that there's nothing that's going to come easy so go out and work for it and also taught that because things become difficult doesn't give you an excuse not to make the wrong choices so fight hard honor being a good person to the best of your ability every day. I'm a kid that learned how to um, use spirituality as a tool, as an art, as a weapon. It's what grounded me, what kept me humble and strong through all the adversity that I faced on this journey and being an artist. Um, I'm a music artist, I'm an actor, I'm a martial artist. These are three things that I love and that passionately exist in my life on a daily basis that create who I am, the composure that I have, the mind state that I have, and I'm a person that wants to leave a legacy on this world and that wants to leave a message, whether it's through receiving awards and speaking to people or however it may be, but given this platform, I want people to see that when you have faith, when you have love, when you have passion, and when you have a hard work ethic, there is nothing. You can receive a thousand no's, but there's no impossible. There's no impossible. Um, and that's that's definitely something that I want to encourage people on so that somebody that sees me can can look at me as an example of how to do things, I don't wanna say the right way, but how to do things in a positive way versus all the distractions and the trendy shit that's out there that teaches you not to care and just to be out there doing it in whatever way. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Can I ask more questions? For the question. <laughs> I, I, am, I, am I answering that or is Melissa in control? I'm, Cause I'm, I'm open, I'm here for y'all. I'm okay. here with y'all. Um, okay, we can try to do two questions per person. Okay, so, great, great. Yes. All right, great. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate so, you, yeah. so my next question, Mr. Bless. Um, yes, sir. Not only an artist, right? Musical artist, actor, model as well. Um, with the theme song, how did that come about? What was the process of getting the theme theme song to Tyler Perry's Ruthless? Like, did you get the role first and then you submitted the song or did you submit the song? And what was that process like? Thank you for asking. I feel like I could almost uh, defer to Mercedes and Taka on this one because they heard it. Um, I, so what exactly happened was we shot season one. I did uh, my first series regular role ever. Thank you, Tyler Perry, um, as agent Malcolm Green. Um, I believe I got back to LA on a Wednesday night Thursday morning, I got 
I was on the floor. I was kind of in a split almost, doing my stretching, doing my visualization work. I did a meditation that was about visualization and what I wanted to see. And I said, I'm going to write this theme song. And I, I had um, what I share with all my cast members always is that I, I don't just read my parts in the script. There was like maybe 1,500 pages. I read all 1,500 pages and I put bullet notes on all the things that are factually going on in this world. And then I put them on my phone so I could send it to all my castmates. They could refer to every episode and they could see exactly what's going on, know the feel, the energy, and this and that aside from what's going on with their own character. I took that and I wanted to write through the perspective of the highest and um, create this song where it lets you feel like everything in the show without giving away the plot of the show. Um, got to write in and I was itchy to show or send a voice clip or something. I said, nope, hold off. I did it. When I recorded it, um, a few days after I'd gone back to LA, it's itchy to show it. I was like, nah, come on, hold it down. Go ahead and get it mixed and engineered. Uh, went, got it mixed, got it engineered, and then I sent it over and he heard it and it was croony when the sun goes down and yes. he heard the lyrics and how powerful it was like explaining everything in the show. And uh, his musical palette is really extensive. So I'm grateful that not only being a director, he's somebody that's really in, in, in line with, with music. And, um, and he sent it over to the music department and they fell in love with it. And then we started working on the opening credits and how we would cut it to chop it, to make it fit the time that we needed. And I mean, there you go. The man that makes dreams come true. I was able to uh, have my first series regular on the show and my first uh, TV theme song in the same year, almost in the same moment. And the thought of it still, like, it just makes me drop all the guard that is me. It drops, makes me have my heart wide open. And I remember dropping to my knees in gratitude when I got the call for the booking of Agent Malcolm. And I remember dropping to my knees and crying when I found out that they were going to use my song as a theme song. It was just happy tears, tears out of gratitude. Awesome, brother. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank yeah, you thank so you for much. Making me relive that. that. That memory is a beautiful one. Reliving that feels really nice in my mind, body, and spirit, for sure. Okay, what's good, everybody? Hello, Mr. Anthony Bless. It is your girl, Tika the Shine from All Things Fruitless. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Got family in town. Just had a family event yesterday, and and sun is shining. It's 40. It's a little bit cold outside, but it's it's beautiful, and I'm and I'm grateful. I'm having a nice day so far. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Now, good to see you, good to see you as well. The craziness is going down. Ruthless has returned. Our guy Malcolm, he got out of that cooler. But I need to know how did you prepare? to be Malcolm, not just Malcolm, but Malcolm in that cooler. Thank you. Man, um, obviously I know that um, he's gonna be freezing. So playing on the physicality, what helped me too is that it's a little bit method because it was cold as hell in Atlanta when we were shooting those scenes. So it's not like I had to pretend to be cold so much. I just took it to the next level. Um, but what I did appreciate as an artist was creating the levels of the things that are going on. So Malcolm, had gone into the compound after he went spiraling. He started experimenting with cocaine, drinking, binging, playing out all his demons. So I created a chart for myself. Um, man, I'm about to grab that book in a second because it was, I had charts for myself on how many days since the last time he, he was high on blow. How would that affect his body? He just had it yesterday. Now the next day you feel this way and researching on what body effects, what mind effects go on. He's being tortured. 
how that will play in itself and how that plays along with these addictions. Um, he hasn't eaten. So how starvation and your need to eat and your thirst is going to be affecting you individually and also how that's going to be affecting you with the time, with the insanity of being captured, with the demons that already existed before he got to the cult, with the fact that he doesn't have freedom now. I mean, hopefully we can all imagine what not having freedom looks and feels like, whether we go through our ancestry or whether we have moments where we feel it here, which sometimes in this country we can feel it. So that alone is enough of a powerful driving force to make you fight for something. You pair that with all the other adversities he was facing, and it was fun to like have my moment before uh, notes on every scene to know where I was. And I had like metaphors for what everything was. For example, like, like his rage, I called it, I, I would put Wolverine. Cause I think about Wolverine and I think of ah! and, and, the, and the claws and, and that like, ah! and, and when I think of a superhero, I think of above and beyond extraordinary. Um, for like the freezing, I thought about snake and me and Daikon being snake versus snake. And like the, the hissing that comes from the shivering and how in my mentality, I need to outsnake him to be able to try to get out of here. Then I started creating metaphors for all of that. I don't know if y'all familiar with, with like uh, Joker or Venom, but I was using all these alter egos as triggers to push me into a physicality that connected with the things that I wanted, needed and hoped for, for Malcolm's survival. And then afterwards, the beautiful thing was, I realized that with all these things going on, I don't have to stay in a logical world because he is not logical at this point. You are not sane. You are not thinking straight A, B, C, when all these things are, are these afflictions exist. And man, it just became playtime. Because in my real life, I'm really healthy and peaceful and composed, thank God. And to go in there and just blah, exercise these demons and this imagination and this darkness. And then as soon as they yell cut, step out, because I know the person that's inside this heart and be able to detach immediately, step in, step out, step in, step out. It was, uh, man, it, it was fun. And it was uh, encouraging to know because I've seen other actors that go down this dark road and they stay and they can't detach. Man, as soon as they yelled cut and they would pop the freezer open, somebody would come to put a robe on me and I'd be standing and smiling and joking and still with a piece of my mind ready to go right back in. It was a fun experience. Absolutely. Well, you're absolutely killing it as Malcolm. We love to Thank hate you. you as Malcolm. Um, <laughs> was, there, was there any moments where you were questioning why am I doing this? Because Tyler Perry takes you guys through some craziness. Have you? Did you ever have that moment? Uh, never had a moment to ask why. I think I had extreme confidence in the fact that I could. Um, I love the challenge because he shoots so fast. So, so to get to that depth of level of work with a show that's going 50, 70 pages a day, um, that was beautiful challenges. And that's why I'm so brave now when it comes to regular TV shows. Cause where I do seven pages, it's like, man, I got playtime. I'm in the, I'm in the trailer, like writing music in my off time because I, I'm used to being like shit, seven scenes before lunchtime. Um, what I did wonder was it was getting really dark, and I was just like, oh man, let me, let me see how, how well I could handle this and have the consciousness of being aware of, of where this is going and the fact that I can go to somewhere so dark, so whatever, and still be the, the happy, positive partner on set that's uplifting and motivating people that felt really good because now now I'm, I'm not scared at all because I'm totally full of like this healthy process that exists within me and how to get there without being like that person that's like that's like on set and you can't talk to him and you can't like 
they, they're not the human part of them is gone and they're they're too lost in their method like that's not healthy that's that's an unhealthy psychosis absolutely well thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this i appreciate you thank and you. the ruthless fans are definitely going to be looking forward to what more malcolm slash anthony bless has to bring to the table so thank you so much thank you, Tinka. Thank you. Now, I'm speaking for me and my wife, Malcolm. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> Derek, can you let us know what outlet you're from? So that way he knows. Yes. Well, thank you. 2111 Radio. We are in Orlando, Florida right now. I appreciate you guys okay, having Florida. me here. Um, I'm pretty new to this, but I'm going to get through this. But Malcolm, Malcolm, Mr. Bless, you is two different people. I've seen a lot of your lives. You're a very positive man. So I have to congratulate you on your acting. Woo, man. I couldn't believe it. I can't believe it. It's amazing. And my question to you is you're definitely you. an artist in both fields. Um, what's work, work, acting, and work in music? What are you, what, what is the differences and which one do you, prefer as not prefer but which what's the difference between the two working music or working acting thank you i i appreciate that question uh because music did exist in my life before acting did before i ever stepped my first foot into a theater program um i was already performing all over miami i was on stage i had a band i had gone through hip-hop competitions and and back then all the dangerous stuff that came along with being in hip-hop um especially looking how I look, people didn't receive that so well. This was back then when I had cornrows and gold teeth and still I was no like, doubt. <laughs> like, like, what's this guy going to do, reggaeton? And I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. Um, mm. They served me differently. What's funny is that as an actor, I, I, I love the process of script work. I found that even in like emotional pieces and all that, when I'm doing my work, I've even had, for example, I've had closure with the passing of my father, I've had healing go on where I heal myself within my work because I'm creating these attachments and this deeper understanding of self and attaching that with this poetry and art that's going on in my craft as an actor and my script work. Um, with music, it's almost like a more giving. In acting, I, let, I do all my work so I can let go and just receive. And then I just become a product of the environment, of the things happening to me. And I'm so tapped into the people that I'm working with, that they could change me at every moment. That's part of the art, that's part of the craft and getting like my overall objective. As a music artist, it's, it's like create something with an image, with a vision, with uh, um, whatever story I wanna tell or whatever message I wanna send. And then I will say, I mean, I love them both dearly. They serve me very differently. Um, still stepping on stage as a music artist, with a live band and performing, not background vocals, not a, not a CD playing and all that, like you being the live thing, but you gotta be accountable for every word, every breath, every everything. Um, that type of expression and that type of honor that I step on the stage with, whereas like, if you're there to watch me perform, I have to make sure you have the best show that you've seen, because it's my honor and duty now to honor the fact that you showed up for me. And um, there's almost an out-of-body experience there that happens where I could, I'm totally aware in my form 
of everything that's happening and what I'm seeing. I'm controlling the music. I'm making the drum stop when I need to. I'm making the guitar go down with me when, when that energy, and I send the cues for that. And there's a part of me that's like up here floating, almost like watching you and it feels out of body, aware of the whole entire experience. And then when the show stops, that there's that moment that you almost fully return. So it feels like I drop back in and that adrenaline rush feels like, imagine a Ferrari going on the hills of Monaco, like 150 miles an hour. And then you just boom land in it and you just have all that power and you're just like whoa oh <laughs> shit this is the ride that's that's what it feels like there's this an magic that comes rush. from under your feet yeah yeah times a hundred there's no i mm. mean i my body's pretty clean but like i can't imagine there's any any drug any kind of influence that would like take me there aside from like mm. like allowing the expression of that gift and knowing mm. that it's something bigger than me and that comes from outside of me it's man it's it's such mm. a such a powerful captivating experience yes it is you, and you know it's funny that you captivating us like right now and you don't even mean it and that's that's Thank the you. blessing in you. you you're just a blessed person um how do you incorporate martial arts in your everyday life routines rather man um so i'm lucky enough shout out to t-bone mitchell shout out to to sam hale i have um my my teacher t-bone he's um He's a direct lineage under Bruce Lee. So for him to pull me aside and train me, train our group and train me individually, like it's a huge honor to carry mm -hmm. on his lineage and to carry on this art that's Jeet Kune Do. Um, one Jeet Kune Do session for me is like the equivalent of somebody having their meditation, their therapy, and their like championship game or their biggest challenge all at the same time. And the way I tap in, the way that feeds my mind, body, spirit, soul, and my discipline is remarkable. And pushing myself to those limits of visualization, to those physical limits, to all the things that come along with that level of training, um, prepares me for everything else and it makes it a lot easier. Like, you know, working with Tyler Perry, like that kind of speed, that kind of pace, that kind of like workload, it could be a lot. And I realized that like, man, just cool and calm. I, I noticed also like when people getting flustered, not on set, I'm talking about like in regular life, by things that like that set them off or 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 or, or, or triggers for them or that stress them out really hard this and that like like man I have this this beautiful ease and composure that like keeps me like with a full awareness of what's happening I don't ignore it and I don't pretend it doesn't exist but like this composure of like the martial art that enhances my ability to just deal with it and just problem solve and stay so settled you know like if somebody's coming at me trying to do harm to me i'm not like oh oh what or if like something were to go down and it's a street fight i'm not like yeah i'm gonna no man i'm right here and my focus is right there and i'm so chill that's when i'm the most dangerous that's when i'm the most prepared i know that's right listen i listen i appreciate you um yeah you're, you're, you're an excellent actor and i appreciate you, you guys giving me the opportunity to talk to mr bless because he's definitely blessed Y'all all see his aura, it's ridiculous. So I appreciate <laughs> you taking the time out to let us do this. And um, I guess back to the next person, but thank you so much. Thank you so appreciate much, Appreciate you guys, thank you very much for that. So then we got um, Queen Connect. Let's see, we got her, there she goes. Hi, everyone. Um, hi, Anthony. What up, what up? 
Thank you so much for this opportunity. My name is Candice and I represent Queen Connect Publishing. I publish a few magazines and there the editors are here today to ask you some questions as well. Um, thank Let you again for this opportunity. <laughs> I'm nervous, I'm sorry. This is all love and humanity here, so yes. please, like, hearts open, minds open, we're here. Thank you for sharing your time. Everybody's time here is valuable and important. Okay, thank you. All right, so, you know, the show really does explore cult life, you know, from a Black person's perspective, which is very new. Has that, you know, to see that? in depth going into this next season has it taught you anything about that lifestyle about how people can get wrapped up in that lifestyle and by the way my magazines are community magazines so I saw a lot of important things in the community within this show and I just would love to know your thoughts about that Thank you. Um, yeah, one thing that the show does bring to light, and I hope other people receive it that way as well, is um, the power of awareness and the power of being grounded and unnecessary that is because, as you can see, like, you know, we all have parts in our life where we may feel lost, where we may like we have strayed off from from our purpose, from our journey, from our direction, or or something we haven't healed from that doesn't allow us to see as clearly as we want to see. And to, to notice how that can lead you to, for example, somebody manipulating your mind to uh, you looking for hope or, or saving in the wrong place and how dangerous that can be. Like, um, I can't emphasize this enough that giving yourself the time and the opportunity and the resources to start every day with the healthiest mindset is so important because the tiniest things can set you in the wrong direction. And then if that's continually happening, those things become habits. And then you start feeling a certain way, you start being susceptible to certain things. And it's all just from not having like a healthy, grounded mindset. You know, sometimes for me, I wake up in the morning and I make my matcha tea. You see, I'm drinking with my little Buddha cup over here. And I, I step outside into nature. I walk with my dog. I give myself some time to meditate and pray. And I set my mind up to go ahead and handle the day. Sometimes my phone will be on do not disturb. Melissa knows my phone will be on do not disturb. And I'll make sure everything's right in my mind so I can be the best me that I am. I got this platform and like, man, my, my parents came from another country to bring me here to give me the best life possible. They've overcome a lot of things that I may never have to go through, even with the adversity that I've had to face. And they still maintain being great people, having good hearts, and always impacting other people in a positive way. I strive to do the same thing. And for me to do that at my best ability, I need to make sure my mind is right so I can help the next person. And if we don't do that for ourselves, not only can we not help ourselves, but we can't help the people around us. We can't be this aura that Derek so beautifully said, like you can feel what he feels like. like so mental health is the thing that comes to mind when I think about like the pressure and the danger of being manipulated by something like this, like a cult. And the fact that some people, until they saw this show, they didn't think that that exists. But all you gotta do is go look at Osho, look at what happened in Waco, Texas, Jim Jones, 
like, come on, don't drink the Kool-Aid. A lot of people were saying that phrase and didn't even know what it means. And right. those are thousands of people, thousands of people that, that lost their lives because he manipulated so much that they thought that that was a better choice. Imagine, do you think somebody with a healthy mindset is going to allow that person to infiltrate their mind like that for such a negative purpose? How many people's families are hurting from that event? Because when you're gone, you're gone. The people around you that care for you, they're, they're hurt. There's a piece missing. There's a physical detachment that has to forcibly happen that they can never touch you. They can never feel you. They can never hug you. They can never say, I love you. If they regret that they got into an argument with you again, like it's, it, it's, it's a lot, man. I can't emphasize mental health enough. Yeah, you're definitely right about everything that you're saying, because I did recognize that, you know, a lot of manipulation plays in this as well as drugs. And it was interesting to see drugs being used in this way and hearing about your uh, background in hip hop. Um, how do you feel about walking into this situation and seeing drugs being used in this way? Um, that has always been uh, a temptation that's existed. Um, Growing up in the music industry, even even being an athlete and a fighter and a martial artist, um, there was always coaches and trainers that they were like, man, you're so good. Imagine if you and they try to talk me into doing steroids because they would promise me the career that would happen. They're like, you're so naturally talented and your work ethic, you'd be unstoppable um, in sports. And in that in the music industry, same thing, like, you know, cool, you blaze, whatever, that's fine. But there was always stuff that was outside of that. I'd see people going to step in beyond and injecting themselves with something. Oh man, allow me one quick second. I'm just going to grab a charger so that this thing doesn't die on me. One quick moment. How are you doing today? How's everybody doing today? Good morning. Good morning. How am I looking? How's it going? Oh. Okay, there we go. I got you. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, is it me? Because I will, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is main TV. Um, I'm Aaliyah. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, first off, I want to say I just love your positivity. It's it's just really awesome. Um, makes me forget about my bad hair day. But um, so <laughs> I had a question that I was at was going to ask you, but just kind of hearing um, a statement that you just made, it kind of switched me to another question when you were looking for your charger. And um, you were saying, I'm, I'm the most OCD person in the world. It made me think about uh, what you said earlier when you were mentioning how you would read through the whole script and not just you know your part and you know you were just so focused on it. Do you con contribute that to your, I guess I say your love um, for the craft of acting, or does that OCD you know do you think that plays a role into your focus and um, how you're able to you know you utilize that to your advantage? You know most people will see see things like that as a is negative, but you're such a such a positive person. Like, um, have you been able? Yeah, you know, I guess. Do you see that as an advantage over anything? Yeah, thank you, and uh, and what's up, Aaliyah? Thank you for for being here. Um, I I feel that part that you're referring to, in re, in regards to me going through everything with a fine tooth and comb. Um, my love of the craft, my expectation of myself to do my best work always, I never take anything for granted and my love of being a great partner and a good person because I know that it's gonna be a valuable resource for all of my teammates. And if everybody has their best opportunity, the best, they're in their best situation to succeed, and that's what you do with your team. In sports, I would always 
I was a point guard in basketball. So it's like sometimes I had to score 10 and give a lot of assists and lock down the other team's best player. Sometimes I got to score 20 points. So whatever it takes for us to win, I'm willing to do that. So my love of, of this craft, plus my love of this effort to be the best person that I can be combined together made me go through all of that. Because now that's extra motivation where I'm just not just doing it for myself. It's also benefiting um, somebody else. And it feels really good when I get the thank you and when they're like, they're like, yo, I could just refer to this episode. Like that, that feels, it, it feels really good to hear that. And then it encourages me to, to do even more. And yes, I, I am, I'm a person of process. I'm, I'd rather over-prepare and then be over-ready than like be under-prepared. All the, even the athletes that I admire, um, regardless of what team, whatever thing, like you look at a Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, like those are people that their head was so strong that they would just do what they had to do. They got in there an hour before everybody, left an hour after everybody. They were willing to put in the work, you know, and then you, you pair that with the balance of knowing when you need rest and whatnot, and you have a very, very strong champion mindset. Okay. And then my next, I guess, my original question, um, if I'm not mistaken, you were on Sisters as well. And so yeah. that was the same year that um, you were doing both, basically, in the same year. And did that bring about any type of burnout? Like, you really seem like the person that can just kind of overcome anything, any type of you know, whatever is supposed to stop uh, the natural, you know, normal person, it seems like you just, you know, just bust through it. But did you <laughs> ever um, experience burnout from trying to do two different roles, um, you know, in the same year? Yeah, thanks for saying that. Um, they were pretty spread apart. Um, like one happened one and then another one happened a few months afterwards. Um, I was going back and forth for Sisters because there's multiple episodes and being a recurring guest star. They would fly me in. I'd be there for a few days, fly me out, fly me in. Um, I, when I am full of gratitude and when I'm surrounded with love, that kind of like aligns everything for me. Mm -hmm. So I think I was way too grateful to be in that position to get tired. Um, leading up to Sisters, I was still um, serving tables at this spot called Delilah out here in L.A. And um, so it was like me handling all my auditions, me handling my martial arts training, me handling the things, the script work that I had to do and going to do like an eight hour shift of like busting my butt, serving tables, getting off at two in the morning to do side work, to get home, to walk my dog, to go to sleep at 3.30, to wake up at 6.30, to then look at eight pages of script and be ready to show up and audition for them. So um, in hindsight, being able to move from having to do that work plus all of my acting work to just being able to focus on acting as heavy and as time consuming as it was, it was still so much easier than eight, nine hours on my feet in these adverse conditions and no sleep and then going to have to do the same. So I think my gratitude is way, way too far. Like they fly me first class to go do something that I love. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even think of being tired. It was, it was just way too, way too much of a blessing at that point. Okay, well, I'm gonna get out the way because I will just be like, okay, next question. <laughs> so, um, I do appreciate you know, your time, um, you know, sharing your insight on that. And um, you know, thanks, and I get out the way for the next person. Thank you, Aaliyah. Appreciate Thank it. You, and then we got Tequila next. Well, hey, everybody. How y'all doing today? Good. And yourself? I'm good. What up, Tequila? 
I'm well, I'm well. So my name is Tequila Josephine. Um, I am with a shout of Tequila podcast. Um, basically, my platform is geared for networking. I truly believe your network is your net worth. You never know who you're talking to, who you're rubbing elbows with, what they do or who they might know. So I'm grateful and honored to even be in this room with all these great people to be able to talk to you. Um, so thank you for that. So we're going to get right into it. Just a couple quick questions, because I know you always get questions about your character. Um, how do you separate, or I would say how do your fans or your supporters separate you, Anthony Bless, from your character, Malcolm? Because I know they always want to keep you in character. They're probably on your DMs like, oh my gosh, you know, they're probably spamming you. So how how is that? Thank you. And I'll correct it, Tequila, uh, so you can say your name right. <laughs> Thank Appreciate you. you. Um, I get Tequila. I know you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for um, that. <laughs> no good. Um, some people don't separate. Some people, like when I'm in, especially in Atlanta, like sometimes here it happens in the airports yeah. and stuff like that. I, I keep to myself a lot um, when I'm out here. Like even a lot of my fight training, I go right down into my, my gym here where I live because um, I like that. I like the headspace, you know, and then like I'm doing uh, PR and stuff with with Melissa, so those are very social times. And then I balance that by being very to myself and grounded and at home and spending time with my dog and reading and doing all the things. Um, some people don't separate it. Sometimes I'm in the grocery store and they're like, you know, you're wrong for that, Malcolm. And I, <laughs> like, I, 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 I love it. I don't, think they, I don't think they'll see that there's a person <laughs> outside of that. And I, I, I let them, I let them enjoy it. And then there's, there's some people that, that can obviously differentiate. And like, like Derek said, like Picard said, like, like, you know, they see who I am and they see like the character that I portray and they're like, okay, this guy's an artist. He's, he's, he's showing you change and transformation. This isn't just him being himself on, on TV, but I embrace it. Like I said, I grew up dreaming about being on a show, being able to like live off of doing what I love. And, um, whether they call me Malcolm or Anthony, I just feel like if they stick alone for the ride, they, they'll realize the, the difference in, in due time. And in the meantime, if all they're seeing is Malcolm, then, then let them see Malcolm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Malcolm's <laughs> a crazy, crazy boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now you say you, you're too grateful to get tired. So what is like your ultimate why? Like what really just keep Anthony Bless going? Um, it has to be then faith because um, I feel this calling and I feel this purpose and I feel like there's nothing else for me to do. I, I went to college. I mean, I played sports at a high level. Um, I had a lot of other things that entertained the idea of what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, when I do this, this feels like, like going home. Like the way you feel when your mom embraces you or when your loved one oh, okay. embraces you. Like this is what I feel like when I'm, when I'm doing this work. I feel like this is what caters to the gifts that I have the most. And uh, it's what thrills me and motivates me and stimulates me, even the competitive side of me to be the best that I can be so I can leave a footprint for the next person. Um, I so, so it has to be faith because what brought me out here to LA was a promise to God that I made. Uh, I had worked on all the other four TV shows in Miami and then Magic City was the last one left. And I promised to God that if I broke that Magic City role, um, that means that's my sign that I got to go out to LA and follow this career and really believe in that. And I booked that. And I ain't trying to mess up with the man upstairs. So I really started <laughs> making plans and I had never stepped foot in LA and I just like booked a flight and I moved out here. And um, and the rest is history. I love it, I love it. 
I mean, the last thing is, do you have a mantra like you just like stick by all the time? Um, I cycle through a few. I do like to read a lot, um, <laughs> whether it's self-help books or, or, or plays that, that like will stimulate my imagination to keep my mind ready. And then writing music, all that stuff just keeps my skills sharp. Um, I do love saying I'm powerful, I'm capable, I'm worthy. I don't have to be perfect to be worthy. Um, I think sometimes people get caught up in the fact that like too much shame or guilt about making a mistake. We have to allow ourselves to be fully human. Um, I have one from my family that they taught me uh, that I actually made into a song. It's Yo Soy Un Rayo Del Sol. Um, that means I'm a ray of light. And my aunt, my grandmother used to always teach me, my fam, my mom, you don't have to say you're the sun, but you can say, same way that God is within us, you can say, I'm going to shine like a ray of light from the sun. And that's enough to illuminate a lot. Um, that's a really powerful uh, one for me. And I, right now in my mirror, I just have, it says, I'm so blessed. And when you think about that, and if you say that to yourself multiple times a day, I promise you will change your character. You take a deep breath and uh, stand upright, let that physical behavior immediately tap into your psychology and just say, I am so blessed. And try smiling after you say that. And I'll be damned if you don't feel better right away. And then having that continually, allowing yourself to take those moments of breath, that does a lot for me. Sometimes like when life can feel overwhelming or I just need a quick reset, just take deep quick deep breath I think about maybe three things that I'm grateful for boom and I'll carry on I love it I love it I think that's a man thing because as women we need a few days for breath you know <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for your time um thank you for just being who you are thank you for making a choice in your career and being a plethora of a fresher breath breath air like fresh breath of air <laughs> but go. thank you appreciate you Sequila. Thank you. And then we'll have a fabulous magazine. Fatabulous. Hello, it's fatabulous. Fatabulous. Yeah, fatabulous. fatabulous. <laughs> no, it's oh, fine. Oh, I see it. Yes, <laughs> okay, we got it. Hello, hello. Um, hello, everyone in their prospective places. Thank you for having us. Um, so, Mr. Anthony Boles, it is so nice to meet you. Um, and I just want to get straight to it. <laughs> so I'm in. So I want to understand, or from Thought Monster Malcolm to <laughs> Mr. Anthony Bliss. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But I guess my question is, at what point did the love for music and the love for acting collide? Because from what I understand, um, you said, I told you I was going to get it, or I told you I would get it. I was acting ruthless. And that just, that floored me. I was like, what? Oh my God. So yes, I want to know. I'm very interested. Man, I appreciate the quote. Um, as a writer, like for somebody to like really pay attention because I put a lot of effort and passion into it. The play uh, it on words. Lot, so thank you. Yes. So it was thank the play you. on means, words. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, means, that means a lot. Um, and the question was, what what led me into the acting what was it how, how did the two collide the love for music and then the love for acting mm -hmm. how did you how did the two collide uh music existed then um mm -hmm. i remember committing to a four-year theater conservatory at, called prometeo theater in miami um that was that was going on and i'm listening 
And I never, when I started acting, I couldn't stop um, music. I remember uh, we were preparing for a theater play and it was like four months of like six days a week. You have no time off. You're, you're rehearsing 14 hours a day. And um, the only day off that I had was a music performance that was coming up on July 4th. Um, that was still going. I, I can't. There's a part of me as a writer, as a person that has to express the same way that I have to like express myself in martial arts. There's a part of me that I can't not um, express myself as a music artist. And now as the days go by, I notice um, maybe more. I, I feel like acting is like, hey, I'm catching up because music, it was so much time. Like when I was in college, it would be like being at the university, getting out at 2.30, going to a full-time job from three to 10, getting out at 10, being at the studio at 10.45, being at that studio from 10.45 to three in the morning, going back home. My mom would leave me a piece of chicken cooked in the kitchen or something like that. I would eat that, go to sleep, sleep three hours, wake up, rinse, wash, repeat. And um, so the work ethic got built really quickly. And like once the acting started coming on, then I couldn't stop one or the other. I think sometimes there's seasons where like, I'll get three, four or five auditions in a week. And like, there's a lot more acting going on that week than music, but they're always, they're always both there and they feed me so differently. And um, I think the music allows me to tap into more like the New York release. Whereas as an actor, like um, obviously like being adaptable, like I've learned to to tap into a little more standard English. I've learned how to create a multitude of characters. Whereas like one day I might have two auditions. This guy might be the ruthless killer. And then an hour later, I gotta be the, the CEO that is so well-spoken and <laughs> holding his fork and knife the right way and right. says no to drinking, you know, like, yeah. so it, it's, just, it's just become a fun balance in, in which one exists more than the other a lot of times right after i finish shooting like a season ruthless i turn my phone off and i'll i'll disappear i'll take a quick trip uh last mm -hmm. time it was costa rica um and i all i bring is a journal and and sometimes a notebook where i'm writing music notes and like the acting and the auditions stop for a while and it's just all music all thoughts all um all just just me tapping back into my mind state in the fullness of that i am and bringing with me the experiences that have come from the acting they elevate each other now because the acting part has elevated even me being on stage and the music part has elevated the acting because music is so performance-based that you're like you're ready to be called into action same thing with sports same thing with martial arts like you can't hesitate when punches and kicks are coming at you you got to react and you got to react bold and courageously and you got to be able to like okay this punch is coming here i'm trapping this hand oh that foot's coming so i'm stepping back boom i'm throwing a side kick now what's happening and you're just like this 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 this, this evolution keeps on going and that's kind of what happens between music and and acting now they kind of just continue playing off each other and forming forming like these little storms together okay so from listening to everyone else's questions and you answering, I kind of got my second question answered, but that led me to something else. So from 13 years ago with music, Respect Comes First as a title, cool. to three months ago, Take You Back, which I know Take You Back is more of a love song, but just from the wordplay alone, it was almost like you were speaking to self in a sense. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, and thank you. I do, uh, I do bring real life situations mm -hmm. with situations that I know from talking with friends, with the 
um, conscious experience of like what I know is happening like for other people in, in relationships, right. in situationships, in hardships and whatnot. Um, man, thank you for that memory. The respect comes first. That was a very young, like, you need to see me. Uh, people are trying to put me down hard. I remember that time in my life, there was a, uh, like, I was winning competitions and then people would be hiding behind cars waiting to jump me because they didn't think that I was supposed to be the one that won the competition or like, I was the only light-skinned cat that was in this uh, arena that won. So like, man, they were, they were coming for me. And the thing is that like, the joke was always like, oh, this pretty boy or whatever. But like, man, my hands were ugly. So like, <laughs> they actually built up my fan base quicker than I could have. Because when the word got around that like, oh, these three gangsters came to go jump him and he won the fight. Like that was bringing, that was bringing people to my shows more than I could have ever with my own promotion. Um, yeah, it was wild, 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 wild time. Wild time. Well, <laughs> well, I love it. Um, and again, it was so nice speaking with you. And I thank you guys again for the opportunity. And yeah, that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then we can Thanks. get uh, Jay Beans next. Yo, I got to say, all of y'all, great questions. Great questions. Y'all are putting through memory lane. Y'all allow me to also serve my purpose in the way that I answer. Like, great questions. So, Jay Beans, I think we, you have to unmute yourself. There you yeah. go. Sometimes they, if you hold the space bar on the thing, it'll hold the mute off. Got it. Got Good it. afternoon, everyone. This is Jerry with Jay Beans 912. How you doing, Anthony Bless? What up, Jerry? How's it yeah, going, man? Thank you. Yeah, everybody gonna get Malcolm today. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the question. It depends on the circumstances. <laughs> oh, I, I want to keep you as Anthony right now. Okay. Um, I left. I left Malcolm on the compound, just <laughs> merely getting out of the field. Just on the so compound. We're gonna leave him okay, over there. Keep him on the compound right now. We're gonna keep him on the compound right now. That that's a good place for for right now, but I know <laughs> coming. Was from the compound in days to come. Um, speaking of that, how do you, looking back at all of your different talents and successes, how do you look at the trajectory for the career for Anthony Bless going forward with such successes in both the music and the acting, as well as in your other endeavors? How, where do you see that going in the near future? Thank you for asking. Um, you know, it's funny that I, I and I appreciate because y'all make me feel very celebrated and I look back and, you know, it's important to celebrate the wins that you've had um, and not just be so goal oriented that you're like moving on to the next all the time. And at the same token, um, I feel like the best is yet to come. I don't feel, I don't feel satisfied. I don't feel like I've served the fullest of my purpose yet. Like I, I grew up, I was a kid that used to go to the comic book store and draw these superheroes and then go like act them out. Obviously probably why I got into the karate, the boxing, the Muay Thai, the Jeet Kune Do and all that. So um, working with Marvel or DC, that's big on my hit list to be able to serve um, the acting part with my theatrical skills and to be able to like use all this physicality and this martial arts and this expression in the form of a superhero or an anti-villain or whatever it may be. Um, that is high up there. I can't wait for that. I'm I'm like salivating at the thought of that. So Marvel and DC, I hope you hear me. I'm coming. 
I'm coming, I'm coming. I saw y'all finally brought some Latinos into the Namor character in Wakanda Forever. I am coming. And once I get in there, when they let me through that door, I'm not stepping out. Um, and also I want to, I want to solidify my place as a music artist, even if it's just continually releasing singles, but like with some major performances where people can see on a grand scale what I'm like on stage. Cause I feel like I, I love the, the Anthony Bless that exists in the studio. I love the writer and, and, I, and I respect the freestyle artist and all that. And um, I still think my strongest suit that separates me from people is what I do and how I am on stage and that presence and how I control a band and how I'm able to like really, cause that, that's the undeniable part of the artistry where like you either got it or you don't. And um, I, wanna, I wanna show people and, and I wanna impact them in the way that I feel that I've been able to impact the people that have come to, to the shows that I have. That's awesome, man, thank you. One other question, and, and yes, I'm glad you brought up your music. Do you have anything cooking up for us as far as on the music? You know, as an engineer myself, you know, I, I like to listen to a bunch of different sounds and different genres. And I want to know you got anything new coming down the turnpike for us in this new year? Very cool, Jerry. And, and much respect to, to your engineering skills because we need y'all. You already know how important that is for the process. Um, I have a song called Rayo del Sol, which is what I refer to in the mantra. Um, is called Ray of Light. And um, it's, it's, it's a little bit different than what I've normally done in a great way. It's groovy. It definitely represents a lot of my Afro-Caribbean roots. And um, there's, there's a play between Spanish and English back and forth. But what I do like about the people that I have shown that song is that it, um, you hear it, and especially with the musicality, the words, the metaphor of the sun and the moon that's going on in that song, it feels like I'm just sending a blast of light and angels coming to rush by your side. And it's one of those songs that is very healing. And I feel like not only is it gonna amp you up and uplift you, but if you're having a bad day, this is the kind of song that you put on and you feel like, ah, right, cool, you feel protected, you feel blessed, you feel like there's angels surrounding you. And um, so I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited about how it sounds. I'm really excited about the people I worked with on that project. And I'm really, really excited about how it's gonna make people feel um, when they hear it. So that, that should be out. If not, at, by the end of this year, right at the top of next year. Awesome. I can't wait for it because that is part of my thing. I want to give a different perspective on our communities as far as what the music portrays and everything you say, giving light and showing love and upliftment. We need that back in music today. And I, I just thank you for doing it and being a part of the movement because everybody doesn't pay attention, but the right people are listening. Thank no, you again for your time. Amen. Thank Continue you, to do great things, Mr. Bless. I can't wait to see what y'all have for us next. Thank you for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. it, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Um, next, we can take uh, Lala News. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. I am Lala Madness News, also Lala News. Um, I am a industry tastemaker, also industry consultant. I do interviews and um, special guests are out and about in the streets a lot. So um, thank you once again for having me. And also, hello, Mr. Anthony Bless as well. Thanks for taking the time out to speak with me for a moment. What's up, Lala? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, I like and I know it's I, <laughs> hmm? I said, I like the artwork behind you. I see you. 
Oh yeah, that's my backdrop. Got mm -hmm. dope. Yeah, thank you. Um, but I know you guys film generally for a couple weeks at a time, like on a compound or you know on your filming set. So, and I know you you do music, so I know you kind of balance both. So, does that affect your music career? Are you able to kind of also handle other things or handle other projects while you're on set for those couple weeks? Yeah. Uh, so. With the way Tyler Perry works, I try not to overwhelm myself with uh, extra projects while I'm on set there because it's different. On a regular show, I'd be able to have all these things serving me. It's seven pages at the speed that I work. I can definitely handle that workload. Um, on his show, a day might look like waking up at five in the morning, being on set at six in the morning, um, having already walked my dog, um, hair, makeup script work, running lines, being ready, shooting seven scenes, having a break for lunch. Lunch, you're going to take 20 minutes to calm your mind, eat, and you're going to use the rest of the time you have for lunch to start preparing your scenes that you got for the rest of the day, then finish off the rest of your scenes at the highest capacity because you definitely want to show your worth when you're working with him and your value. And then when you're done with that day, depending on what time it is, you want to start getting ready for the next day and looking at your shooting schedule to see what scenes you have first and like, if I were to try to add more to that, that's already like that intense marathon of a workload, I just wouldn't be able to show you the Malcolm that you're seeing. It would have, it, it, would, it would have a little less depth. It would have a little less um, like levels because I, like you just, you need time to get to that work and we're already truncating time as much as it is. So on any show, yes, working with Tyler Perry, no. I'm putting everything on hold. We're gonna shoot for those three weeks. It's gonna be, crazy fast quick speed i still gotta make my body feel right and look right so i gotta make time to like go for a run or just martial arts or something and um and no i i gotta i, I no <laughs> not when i'm working with him all, all no, the other things gotta hold for a few weeks it's just a few weeks i i gotta put him on standby so you tell the cal you tell them block the calendar for a few weeks i'm busy Right. Yeah, I, sometimes my, my agent will send me some really big auditions and um, I'm just like, if I have an off day, if I have a whole day where I'm not on set, then I'll do that. But even then, like being so tapped into one character and to step out and do something completely different and and then to step back in, like it's just it's just a lot. So I'll, I'll pick and choose very carefully when I'm handling that kind of workload because balance is I important understand. too. I understood, I understood. And your martial arts probably plays a, a big role in your discipline in that. So, you know, when that Thank God. Yes. Um, but just one more quick question for you. Um, while managing your different roles, I know you've you've handled a couple different roles, not only ruthless. Does that end up transferring over into your music because you're gaining new experiences? You're you're having different outlooks on life, possibly from some of these roles you're taking on. So do you feel like that may transfer over musically sometimes for you? We're saying again, some of these roles uh, transfer some of into the roles, music Like some of your acting roles. Yeah, some of your yeah. acting roles, like Tyler Perry, Ruthless, you know, you've been on Sisters, some other places. So have any of the roles that you've taken on possibly expanded your horizon or thought process on a few things um, or ways of life and that possibly transferred over to your music? And you've written about it or it's giving you some ideas to kind of spark you musically, possibly. 100%. I think um, Denzel said something beautiful, beautifully, um, that like he never stops becoming a better actor because he never stops uh, gaining new experiences. Um, 
And I think that every day that we're alive, we have another day of life experience. Every day, whether I'm acting or not, um, there's things that are happening that are new, that may be recurring, that are in addition to the life that I've already lived. And in adding that, it's almost like filling a cup. You fill more, you fill more, and then you're overflowing with with things. And 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 definitely, um, I think acting has allowed me to like even get to the next level as a writer because I realized that I don't always have to write from my perspective or I don't always have to write with my perspective. I can storytell, I could explain something like, maybe I had a friend that told me about something that hurt him and then that motivated me to write a song that's healing for them that nobody else will know that I wrote that song with them in mind, but I'm writing that. And then anybody else that's going through a similar plight now is able to identify with that and still maintain the confidentiality if they choose to to keep it. So yeah, definitely new roles, new experiences, all of that just adds to the things that I can speak on because I know more, I feel more. And the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And then to be in a place of curiosity and question, that really is stimulating for the mind. And then you can go and, and really open up the page. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. That that makes sense. I know they transfer over, especially in the creative, the creatives. So Yes, thank you very much for your time. Thank you as well. I look forward to the rest of this season. It looks juicy. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Lala. Thank yes, you, Lala. To seeing what else you got in the rest of your career as well. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, so we can get, um, let's see, Zaytown, Hawaii. Yes, hi. Okay. <laughs> hi, how are you? Aloha. Come here. How's it going? What's up, Zaytown? Hey, yeah. Well, we're two stations, so we're Power 904 Hawaii also. Ooh. <laughs> so I would love to start mahalo, with like mahalo. that. You've been awesome so far. So I, I want to take it back to the islands with you. Okay. So uh, we do something, and also the name of my show, we do something in Hawaii called Talking Story, <laughs> where we share stories about like life or what happened, daily things. And I heard you like mention that you know you would get jumped for for like winning competition and stuff like that. And it takes me back to a time when like I'm a pastor's kid, and uh, we had a competition at church. And I almost got into a fight with the pastor's kids because they were boys. I won the drumming contest. I was the only girl who was actually playing drums at the time. And it was crazy. So I want to know, what's a story you can tell us from behind the scenes while you're filming Ruthless? I'm sure some funny things or something happened you could share with us. Oh, man. Um, oh, so behind the scenes that I think without violating anybody's privacy, but something interesting <laughs> and funny that happened. Um, definitely would tell you, uh, no matter what department you're in, don't uh -huh. be unprepared. Um, it didn't have to do with me personally, but um, boss man does not appreciate that when he's got mm. one billion things that he's handling and all his things are ready and all set and then somebody else doesn't you will you will know he's so gracious and so poised 
but like all you gotta <laughs> do is give a look and give a disappearance and you will know um something something funny i remember um it being uh lenny he plays daikon's birthday and love, um, i love daikon <laughs> and uh, melissa who plays ruth and i uh set up this whole elaborate thing with balloons and a classy azul bottle and getting into his his dressing room and stuff to surprise him before he got there and uh man the type of spy games that was going on from us having a lookout <laughs> at the at the guard gate to having a lookout at the entrance to the dream building to having somebody at the at the door of his thing and then i remember melissa like being like, oh, I think they saw him. Somebody called us on the radio that they saw him. So this is running with balloons to go hide behind the wall. And we're like this, posted up. It's like we had our own ruthless compound thing going on that he's going up. So we're trying to go up through the elevator to get back in, drop one more thing to get out of his room so we could all surprise him. Um, and just that's that's just a testament to the kind of kind of cast we are and the way that we look out for each other and the way that we hold each other down. It was, it, it was awesome. Like those kind of things are happening all the time like we'll turn <laughs> the most serious mess ups into hilarious like unity um yeah other than that just or or like or like me disappearing and then not knowing where i'm at or why i left set so quick after i was oh done goodness. or whatnot and it's because i'm on, <laughs> i'm on a rooftop watching the sunset i'm obsessed oh with sunsets <laughs> i'm obsessed with sunsets so it's like if you ever if they ever like yo bless is missing like I'm up somewhere just like taking Go some look deep on the <laughs> well, Yeah, you'll find me on Call the rooftop. You Simba. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that reference. Oh man! So I do have a question for you. I'm, you know, I'm a huge Tyler Perry fan, and you know, there's a common thread throughout all his productions. He's known for some hot, 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 some spicy, like we say to say on the island, some spicy scenes. Will we see Malcolm finally thawing out? Like, will, will there be some spiciness going on with Malcolm this season? Oh man! Um, oh, without revealing anything in regards, I know Taka mentioned that Malcolm just got out of the cooler. Um, how do I say <laughs> this without giving away anything? The level of danger for his situation only gets worse oh for the rest of the season and that's all that i'm gonna say ah, okay, um, okay, that's okay. not that's not to say he survives doesn't survive um mm. all i'm saying is that like and i hope you appreciate malcolm while he's present oh my god <laughs> oh, oh. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for at least sharing that little Easter egg with us. And um, once again, I'm Auntie Smokey and we're Power 904 Hawaii. I thank you, thank you, thank you for your time. Thank you also for the opportunity. Mahalo. <laughs> Mahalo, Auntie Smokey. I'll see you in Hanukkah Falls in Kauai. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ch chasing yes. some more sunsets. One of my favorite hikes of all time. All the sunsets. Sunset. I live in Waikiki, so I'll show oh, you right. all the spots. Go, go, for sure. Please do. Thank you. Thank okay. you. We have, uh, we can do um, Black Atmosphere. Go. Hello. Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, yo. What I up, just want to say thank you for taking the time out. 
to speak to all of us and using your platform in such a way that's inspiring because Yo, I'm like, I'm ch- I didn't know I was going to need Kleenex or, or like, hello, hello, is anybody on? But thank you so much for really like taking the time out because you say so much and you speak with so much poise. So I know there is those two people, that character in that real life, you know what I'm saying? But you've been able to master and manifest those things so much in the way you you just move the room, but it take it Thank took you. a lot of practice and a great deal of things to get to that level. I know, and I heard you say about Marvel. So I am Tree Chanel. I am the founder of Black Atmosphere and Company, and I have a segment far as mental health space where we create and help entrepreneurs across the world um, that may be suffering in their whether it's their job, relationships, career, or whatever. That's just a, 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 this is just an outlet for us so we can not bottle it in. And I say that because that's something I struggle with. So thank you for this past week getting me out of my shell. Shout out to the PR team um, because I've been so behind the scenes. So it's kind of crazy coming back to the forefront of everything. So I do have two questions. I just had to get that out way because it was really touching me. So I have, um, all right. So thank you for inviting us to your couch. Okay. Uh, You know, so our segment, we have a couch where we feel like we can speak about anything, take the mask off and just let our layers down to the people that we speak to. So if I have a question, if you could have your dream journal, what would that consist of? My dream journal? Um, I do journal a lot. If I could have my dream journal as far as like an entry or you mean? A dream journal, it can have these different layers that normal journals wouldn't have um, that you just buy at the store. Okay. Um, Okay. So a dream journal then, I guess what would assist would probably be um, helpful for people would be the structure of it. And in that journal, then there would be like, maybe the first thing would be like a question, uh, which is funny because my lady actually put that on the fridge as like a motivation to to tap in a little deeper. And it says, um, how are you, comma, really, question mark. Um, I think coming to truth with how you feel and what's going on inside of you is one of the most important things. So having that to be a startup segment, um, and then sometimes people get so wrapped up that they don't get solution oriented. So maybe the next thing being a guiding part of the journal where it takes you into um, how do I make myself feel better? Um, Maybe then uh, do you need assistance or can you handle this on your own? And then, what do you love? What are you grateful for? And then like, what are your dreams? What are your hopes and your aspirations? And you see how there's a steady climb into the positivity of it versus just trying to force yourself into like, like, oh man, yeah, I wanna be on, on Marvel and this and that. But what's actually happening is like, I have anxiety right now. This happened, uh, this financial pressure, uh, this loss of job, this uh, situation that, that created a conflict between me and a friend or whatever. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. And like, if you don't address that and clear those out of the way first, you can't get to that, that full light, that ability to manifest, that ability to attract. 
and all those things. So my dream journal would be something that structures it for people so that you can, you can go to the acceptance, the understanding, and then the growth and the positivity that you want to end up in that cycle. And if that's on a daily basis for people, then great. But at least that's something encouraging to, uh, to slide them on that slope upwards. Yo, thank you. That was really beneficial. Um, I say that too, because I do love to journal and sometimes it's hard for me to complete my thoughts in them sometimes because there's so much going on. So to have that structure is definitely important. So my next question for you is what would your advice be for someone that wants to break in the industry, but they're having a hard time canceling out the noise and the peer pressure? and control from their everyday life. Yeah. Uh, first, I would say uh, to anybody that wants to get into this, make sure you're doing it for the right reason and make sure that your heart's in the right place. Um, a lot of people, and I even see it here in LA, a lot of people get in because they just want to be famous. And I'm not judging or anything, but, and like, if that, hopefully that motivation is so real that it serves you to overcome all of these adversities, because if that's the only reason why you're doing it to become famous or even just for monetary value, like, man, there's, there's, there's a billion rejections that you get before you get a yes. And if you're going through that kind of uh, mental hardship, emotional roller coaster, and it's for something that you don't completely feel called for and love, that's going to weigh on you real heavy. You know, not everybody likes the feeling of rejection. Viola Davis said herself, she gets 300 no's before she gets a yes. And you see the level of her work? You see the level of her character? That is yeah. a full human being. And yeah. to still say that that weighs on her, somebody that might not be equipped with the mind state and the resources and the mental health that she has, like, that's a lot. That's a lot. There are people that have jumped off buildings here over thinking that they had an opportunity on something and not, like, and not getting it. Like, it, it, it hurts when the product is you. And for whatever reason, whether there's, whether there's business that worked against you, whether there's, a relationship that existed before you, whether it was somebody that did a better job or somebody that looked a certain way more appealing for them or they're going for this demographic, like there, there's a whole lot of rejection in this industry. Uh, so if it's not your love and your calling, um, that rejection is gonna weigh really heavy because even when it is your calling, it's still something that you gotta accept and breathe through and get over and continually believe in yourself. So first will be that. And then if yes, they do feel that that's what they're meant to do, and that's what's the that brings them the most happiness. Be ready to sacrifice and to give it your all. You can't half-ass it. There's mm -hmm. the success rate is way too small to to come in and be like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna do this on the side, unless unless your dad's Steven Spielberg or something like that. Like you you gotta be ready to put in the work overtime and extra time. I'm I'm in a good place and still I put in sometimes 20, 30 hours of script work mm -hmm. that doesn't get paid for, that doesn't get covered just for opportunities to be seen by these casting directors, to be seen for other roles and all that. So you, you just, you really got to know that your mind and your heart's in the right place <laughs> to push forward. Wow, that was so good. I, I'm sure there's going to be people that need to hear that. I sometimes need to hear that. So thank you so much, you know, because I've been through a lot of those things, but I don't care about the no's. You know what I'm saying? For every no, there's always going to be a yes waiting for you. So yeah. never yeah. think that 
just because that person said it, that wasn't for you. That wasn't your door. Allow God to use you, use your voice, and thank you for allowing him to use the platform and to speak about ruthless because, like, to get into that, definitely, like, there's some truth to everything and to be able to shed light onto that and really help people to walk them through. We all walking each other home. So shout out to you, Mr. Anthony. Bless. Stay blessed. I know that, but definitely thank you so much for taking the time out and allowing us to come sit on your couch and talk to you. <laughs> you are very appreciated and you're very welcome. Appreciate you. Thank you. Great question. Uh, thank thank you. you. Okay, let's see. Um, we can go with um, Mr. Marlo Jones. Okay, can y'all hear me? Yes, we can. Hey, Anthony, how's it going? Um, I just want to say, wow, this has been so informative. Um, my name is Marlo Jones. I am the uh, editor-in-chief of Pasco Connect Magazine and the founder of Pasco Young Revolutionary Entertainment. I am a uh, fellow actor as well, um, a musician, um, a rapper. Hello. And yes, yeah, salute, man. And I want to say, uh, it, just like listening to you, I've almost went down memory lane again in my own life and my career, just like listening, you know, to you talk about what you, the things you did in your foundation and how music and how acting, how it all correlates together, how it all meshes at the end of the day. And, you know, just listening to it was inspiring. So I want to thank you for sharing your story with, with us. And, you know, uh, as we say, sending the ladder down so more people can have this knowledge and this appreciation for the craft of acting and music and, and the arts in general. So I want to thank you for taking the time out. I really do appreciate it. And uh, man, you. you are very talented, very talented. And, um, you know, I was just listening to you and we have so much in common. So we both have some Afro uh, Latino uh, blood running through our veins. Um, and it looks like as well, I was reading about you and you started off doing some rap battles, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was the, that was the core freestyle sessions and rap battles to get your name out in the street. That, that's exactly how it was uh, for us as well. Me and my cousins would sit around with the instrumental going and we would all kind of, you know, it would all correlate together, but um, it's just such a blessing to be speaking with another actor, another person of color. Um, my question is to you um, as an, as a fellow actor, what would your advice be to uh, people of color? Cause you know, in the industry, it's so hard. Um, you know, when I, when I got into the acting industry, 10 years ago, I landed it pure by accident. Oh, I seen a woman who was an agent who said, hey, you have a nice smile. And that started a conversation that led me to reading a script, which I never even was taught how to read scripts. And I went in for a cold read and I ended up getting the part of Tyrone. Nice. <laughs> I'll nice. never forget it, but it opened so many doors for me. You know, I was able to, um, become an extra in a feature film that was filmed here in Florida called The Dolphin Tale. And um, that is where I got I to know meet. that project. I know that project. This guy that I yeah. worked with on Magic City, his son was was on it. Carlos Ramos, I think, or Martinez. Nice, congrats, man. It's yeah, sorry, a, thank you. 
it was it was that I, that name sounds familiar, but it was like one of those uh, uh, crowning achievements in in my mind because it's like I know I'm only being casted as an extra, but I remember what it was like to stand in line for three hours at Ruth Eckerd Hall for the audition, and I remember like thinking, what is it going to be like if I actually meet Morgan Freeman or Harry Connick Jr. or Ashley Judd? And I remember the last day of set, we were wrapping up in Clearwater, and. Morgan walked right by me and I like froze. I was just completely nervous. And his uh, hairstylist said, it's okay. You could go and talk to him. And he was so gracious and so humble and so, you know, interested in like, hey, what are you doing? Are you taking theater? And he invited me to his tent, man. And we got to talk and we got to take pictures that, you know, I hold near and dear to my heart. But it was like, it was an experience that I'll just never forget as an actor. And, um, I traveled to New York and I lived for a little bit in with my uncle in Jamaica, Queens. Okay, Jamaica, Queens, Queens, that's where I'm from. Flatbush, flat, flat Flatbush. <laughs> um, nice. So, I, man, when I got this opportunity to talk to y'all, just like, wow, we have so much in common and we've never even met. And it just goes to show you how we're all connected in this universe some way, somehow. Um, my second question would be for you, um, what advice do you have for for uh, up and coming actors, people of color that might feel like, you know, they're getting typecast or, or stereotyped in these roles. What have you, what advice might you have to the young and up and coming inspiring actors? Um, what I will say is I, I go to a lot of panels. I go to a lot of TV Academy events. Uh, thankfully the, that, um, that theme and that perspective is changing and Obviously, it's always going to feel like it's not changing fast enough, but people are producing with purpose. A lot more people of color are in positions where they can call the shots, where they can create. Obviously, Tyler Perry being a great example and the type of success that he has motivates other people and also lets the industry know like, hey, like, you have to give us a chance to speak. On top of that, there's way too many of us. We affect viewership. We affect uh, demographics so strongly that even um i saw the president of hallmark going up and talking and she's like even if somebody wants to be ignorant that's not be diverse and exclusive like it just doesn't make sense money wise you know yeah. before they used to try to convince us that like they're like oh uh for example i, I remember a lady saying she's latina and she was like latinos don't want to see themselves in positions of power and you're just like what <laughs> hold on no like we're not always just just selling code you know um, right. And the narrative has changed uh, so much so that right now more opportunities are coming. The numbers are starting to balance even better. So like represent yourself to the fullest of your ability and don't feel like you have to be the cliche, the typecast, the stereotype. I remember even for a few years, I had long hair because all I was getting was cartel roles. And, um, and I was, you, you have to, stand grind your feet into the ground and and be gritty and push and and push and believe in yourself and stay grounded to yourself and the world will change around you if you hold yourself at value like you will eventually be valued the numbers are increasing um even with latinos i saw that like last year it was like five percent uh for five percent of all of the leads go to go to um go to people of that of, of latino origin uh, that's really small and if you really want to stand and represent for your people me being afro-latino like 
you got to fight through that. You got to fight through that. You know, our parents didn't create us by not overcoming and not fighting through things. So honor their effort and push it forward. And then maybe the next generation pushes it forward even further. But if we don't try to play our part, then for sure, it'll never change. It'll never get to where we want and need it to be a fair representation. There's, there's too many. There's way too many of us now. We have way mm -hmm. too much of a voice because uh, of necessary evils and because of good things. Like people are much more woke. Uh, so we gotta we gotta continue and take every bit of that momentum that we can, and and just continue representing yourself in the best light. And that's the best thing you could do that each one can do for our people, so that they don't have even the chance to be like, oh, oh, this means that, or like, oh, or, or this is they, they these people come from that have that skin tone, so that means that they're gonna act like this or look like this. Nope, nope, we're not gonna give them the opportunity to 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 shell us in that box. We have way too much. Way too many kings and queens, way too much love, way too much passion, way too much faith, way too much ability to overcome. And why, how, how are we here in this platform right now? Because we all believe in ourselves, because we've all been able to overcome to get to this point. I know everybody here has had a tough day in their life, probably multiple. And still, there's a lot of love, a lot of sharing, a lot of care that's happening right here. We, we don't have the right. It, it's bigger than us we don't have the right to let ourselves down or to let anybody else that needs us mm -hmm. and to push the, to carry the torch down. I certainly agree with you, man. And man, inspiring. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, Anthony blessed for Congress y'all like what's going on. <laughs> Can we get this man? I mean, come on, man. He's an inspiring. And I also yeah. just, just like to end it on this. I mean, we did see the black Panther too now. Okay. Now I'm thinking I'm I don't know what we can do, but I see if we can get me and you in that next sequel coming out. You know, I could be Black Panther, you could be Nemo, whatever you want to do. Yeah. We can get it done. Man, that'll be fun because that means we're going at each other, and then offset we can laugh about it. That sounds like a you great idea, laugh. man. Let's go. Hold Thank y'all so much. I'm sending out the note to Marvel real quick. I left my information in the chat for anybody that uh would like to get a hold of me. Uh, it's a you'll you'll see me, uh, Marlo Jones. I also left some stuff. I'm a civil rights activist right here too in Tampa Bay. So we're doing a lot of great things here, and we appreciate y'all. We really do. Thank you thank so you, much, Mr. Jones. Appreciate, appreciate it. Mr. Jones. Thank you. Okay, thank you let me start. I'm thank, a, um, you. thank you guys again for being so patient and still being on. We have uh, just two more two more outlets. Um, I'll circle back with Miss uh, Tori Jones. Hello, can you you guys hear me now? Yes, we can. Yes, we can hear you, Ms. Jones. <laughs> Thank goodness. Okay, so everybody's been pretty much saying what I wanted to ask. Um, you're so animated and you're just relatable and comfortable to be. I know I can hang around with you, so I know we can <laughs> talk. Because, yeah, when you say Marvel, I'm watching Batman all day when I'm working. Yeah, and, yeah I because I get lost in the action. I love martial arts and everything. So my question to you would be. We're, we're losing you, Miss Jones. What about now? Yes, we can carry you. Okay, so if you had to do your own movie and your life movie, what would it be called? If I had to do my own life movie, what would it be called? Mm -hmm. 
you said if you had to do your life movie, what would it be called and why? Thank you. Thank you. Great question. Um, Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the mantra that my grandmama and my mom and my aunts taught me, and I'm gonna call it Rayo del Sol. And I think that that the, my ability to expand on that is a lot. Number one, uh, my native language, first language I've learned being Spanish, so that already gives you a little bit of insight as to like the person that's coming. And I think that already leads itself to. Um, to all the things I want to stand for and to the things that represent me. Because being a light, there, there's a responsibility, there's an honor to that, and there's a mind state, and there's a process that you have to continue to be going through. If that's what your calling is, that's what your purpose is, and that's how you're going to show. Um, why it would be exactly that? Because I would get to show my ethnicity, and I would get to show, explain my purpose. So when people see like the accolades or the accomplishments, it's great. And also, it's really the meaning underneath all of that, that and what it stands for. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Rayo del Sol, and because it'll serve, it'll serve my message. Uh, such a great question, Mike. I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah, hear. we can't hear it. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Thank you, Miss Jones. Okay, so we have one more, Miss um, Mercedes. Hi. Hi, everybody. What's up, Mercedes? What's up, boo? Welcome to Diva TV Magazine. Once again, Anthony Bless has blessed my screen and NVRPR for the opportunity. Well, of course, you know, I'm the last one. They always say you say the best for last, but <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming out to support us for the press junket today. And I had a couple of questions, but of course, everybody asked them already. But I, I, this is my question to you. All right, so the last episode, right? Love your energy already. Go ahead. <laughs> you know we connect. The last episode, right? Okay. Andrew got you out the deep freezer, right? And then he 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 gave you that adrenaline shot. You was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I still feel it in my body. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm like, dang, did you go into your superpower mode or was that the wolf mode? Or how did you prepare for that scene? How did you prepare for that? Like that was you know deep. I, I appreciate you. I um I studied what that adrenaline shot does to your body and how your body reacts coming from the state that I was in. And then I had to compound to that the fact the drug issues, the withdrawals from alcohol, from coke, the freezing, the 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 mental instability, the angels and demons that are now going on, uh, the plight that Malcolm's having, and will I survive? Will I not survive? Because that's real heavy. You you trapped in a in, in a cooler and being tortured like that mm -hmm. after as somebody that 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 whenever he faces something, he has to destroy it because he has to always feel in control and in power to have his power taken from him. Like that's not a healthy, healthy, healthy place. And um, studying how that would happen behaviorally. And then tying that into all the things that I want to psychologically, emotionally express as Malcolm allowed me to get that. Because one thing that you notice about Malcolm, he's still always fighting. There's still mm -hmm. always hope. Even if it comes in the form of insanity, if it comes in the form of imagination, whatever he has to do to think that he has a chance to survive, he's going to do that. Because if you take away hope, this is a life lesson. If you take away hope, you're done. 
you're done. If there is no hope, like what's going to encourage you to move? And um, mm. man, oh, I'm still remembering that cold day. I and know you had me. I couldn't that. sleep at night while thinking about like the vision of you going into that character. Like you a real, real, real actor. Like you take the real punches. You you go deep with it. I, I really respect that. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I like to lead with triggers and with behavior because sometimes behavior would allow you to physically express something, especially when you created all the script work and the work underneath to have subtextual stuff happening that all blends. Like there's so many metaphors and possibilities that are happening in Malcolm's head all at the same time while the behaviors are going on that it, now it starts to serve the entire world and the depth of levels of the things that he's that he's going through. Um, oh man, and shout out, shout out, shout out to Andrew uh, Blue Campbell. It's great, great partner to work with. Um, it's always in, intense. We trust each other very deeply when we're when we're on set. So it was, it was great to do that work with him. And, oh man, I know. Oh, my, yeah. bad, my bad. My oh. bad. My bad. No, we're good. It's it, it, it's great. It's just funny. Like that behavior has allowed you to psychologically detach a little bit. So like remembering that and, and, and the shiver and the snakes that I was talking about and the venom and the Wolverine, like, cause yeah. all those things are happening. And then now all of a sudden, now Malcolm's got a little bit of adrenaline and he's got a little bit of freedom, although he's still stuck on the compound, but he's out of that box. Mm -hmm. so it's like what we were talking about before, like you're facing all these adversities. The second you remove a little bit, you, just being in a better place is enough to hope and encourage you to move forward. So remembering where you came from, and knowing what you've gotten to should put things into perspective very clearly. And it's very clear that Malcolm is in a better place now than he was last few episodes. So right. this fight's going to be out even that much stronger. That's what's up. Now, my last question is, you are such a beacon of light, of force to be reckoned with, a light of the sun. What advice do you want to give to our youth today with so much adversary that they're going through, so many negative people that they have to look up to, so much peer pressure, so much pain, so much gun violence and poverty? What type of advice do you want to give to, the, to our children, our youth for tomorrow, the youth of today, the youth of America? Like if you could just touch them right now with some Anthony Bless juice, you know what I'm saying? Just drip one little gem, juice drop, drip. Tip it it. Tip it it. I immediately, immediately be shooting light in the form of love, right to where their heart is, and another beam right to where their mind is, and reminding you them, you are so powerful. You have such an ability to change. There is nothing different about me except for the fact that I tapped into all the love that I've ever received. I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. I allow myself to relieve myself after the nose, after the adversity. I serve my purpose and I can consider things outside of myself. Be a vehicle for change. Do mm -hmm. not doubt your power. Do not doubt your existence. Abundance is a birthright. We are powerful, capable, worthy. We don't have to be perfect to be worthy. If you change 10 people, those, change, those 10 people will change 10 more mm -hmm. and your reaction is infinite. It's scientifically proven that your intentions and your actions could affect a molecule 
on a star within this galaxy. It's scientifically proven. If that is possible, if the moon can exist and have such a magnetic pull that it's the reason why we have waves all across the world, why can't we send out these intentions so powerfully? So I would say, believe in yourself so much so. And it's okay sometimes to not feel okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay to not accept that and not build to being okay. Because you got to be okay for yourself and you got to be okay for everybody else that's counting on you, that's hoping that you'll be a spark of light for them. And if we ever want things to change in a positive direction, you have to believe in yourself. These kids are so powerful. Tap into your elders. Tap into your elders. Fight with all your love. It's so worth it. Every adversity is so worth it when it's based in love. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. I love that. That's so beautiful. Well, I want to thank you once again for being an, another beautiful, blessed guest on mm-hmm. Diva TV Magazine and Power 904 Radio. We all over you, baby. And I want to just you. tell you to keep, keep being you. Keep being a beacon of light. You have a great team beside you. And I just look forward to all the things that you're going to have going on in your life. I can't wait to see it. And if you need anything, we got you, okay? And we love you. All things Ruthless, the Ruthless fans, you are so real. I was there in California with you. I saw you perform. I was there to touch you and hug you and love on your girl and your family. And I know you're real. And that's why I do anything for you. I got your back because I know you're the realest, one of the realest. And I appreciate you so much. I appreciate y'all so much. One thing I want to share with everybody in here that gave me their time today is I gave you mine to speak on these things to the same way you say that I encourage or inspire or heal something in you or for somebody else in this. Let me tell you that speaking on it does exactly the same for me. If you think for one second that I'm not coming out of this panel, my lady just walked in, my mom is sitting right here. I got two beacons of love and light right around me. If you think for any moment that this didn't affect me, in the most beautiful and amazing way. And then I'm not gonna take that with me for the rest of the day and for the rest of my life. Like then again, like I was talking to these kids, don't doubt your power because your light, your questions, your happiness, your joy has impacted me greatly. And that's how we affect change. So again, I appreciate y'all. I'm sending y'all so much peace and love and light and blessings. And thank you for this shared time, the shared space. Go go hit me up on Instagram. I'm not the bougie guy that doesn't talk to people. Go hit me up. We'll stay connected. We'll help each other with our purpose. Thank you guys for your time, for your energy, for your attention, for your love. It's here. I'm here the same way you were here for me. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you again for tuning in to Black Atmosphere Company Mental Health Space with special guests Anthony Bless in the round table. Shout out to Mercedes, um, Tika, all the ruthless um, fans out there, you guys. There's more to come. Be sure to follow us at www.anchor.fm slash BA Mental Health Space on Anchor and subscribe to our YouTube channel right below link is in bio